Hello and welcome to Connect Points podcast and sermon archives. If you'd like to learn more about our church, please go online to our website at connectpointupc.com or follow us on our Facebook page. Thank you very much and I hope you enjoy this week's message. God bless. Everybody say revival. Amen. We're very excited about that. And uh, I want to take tonight, and I'm going to talk for a little bit, and then we're going to pray together for a little bit. Um, I want to talk about some reasons for revival. Why do we have, why do we have revival? What's the, what's the point of it? Uh, the word revival carries uh, a variety of meanings that touch different areas of intent and one meaning is that it is an improvement in the condition or the strength of something. Another definition that has more of the spiritual uh, kind of on the nose, so to speak, is a, re- a reawakening of religious fervor, especially by means of a series of evangelistic meetings. So it's actually a 15th century Latin word. It's been around for a long time, but it means to live again. It means to live again. So how is that applied to us today? We use this terminology in its uh, complete form, in its full context, uh, and we look at it obviously with a spiritual lens. We desire ourselves to be revived. Everybody say, I want to be revived. Amen. We have revivals because we want to be revived, because we want that to happen in us. And we also have revivals because we desire others to be revived. Somebody say others. Amen. We live in a world surrounded by people who need revival. They need to be revived. We may have been serving the Lord in truth for many, many years, but we still want revival. We still get excited about revival. Amen? We still look forward to it. We still build our calendar around it. We still plan on being a part of it. Amen? Notice I didn't say necessarily that we need revival. I said that we want revival. Hallelujah. We've settled the issue of need a long time ago. Connect Point settled the issue of need a long time ago. We've learned to want Revival. Sometimes we need revival, but we always want revival. Whether I feel like I'm on the mountaintop or whether I feel like I'm going through the worst part of my life, I want revival. I want what God has for me. Amen. I may have had a spiritual breakthrough last week, but I want more this week. Amen. The Bible talks about taste and see that the Lord, he is good. Once you get that, you're not going to want anything else. Amen. You're going to want more of the Lord in your life. And I, you may be in your best spiritual position that you've ever been in, but you want, to, you want more. Amen. You want more. You, need, you want God to do more. Now, here's the thing, apostolic Pentecostal believers. Here's the thing. We are not immune from getting in a rut. Amen. Amen. Ruts are simply the outcomes of bad routines. That's what they are. It's the, it's the result of bad routines. There are healthy routines. 
that bless us spiritually. There are healthy routines that we get up each day. We participate in a relationship with God. We connect ourselves to the word. We connect ourselves in conversation through prayer, right? There are healthy routines. We worship. This will be the day. I choose to worship the Lord today. This is the day that the Lord hath made. We determine our will. These are healthy routines, amen, that help us to stay, amen, with the fresh fire of the Holy Spirit. They help us to stay, amen, keeping that, that fire stoked, if you will, keeping it roaring, keeping it hot, amen. But we also know that we can get into some spiritually unhealthy routines, right? Somebody say amen. We can get into some spiritually unhealthy routines, Man, we can get into some things and spend some time on, on some stuff that we shouldn't be spending that much time on it. Amen. We, 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 we are, uh, it takes the place of other healthy, spiritually healthy stuff, or we just quickly push through what we think is the uh, checking off the box of the spiritual healthy so we can get to the thing that is more appealing to our flesh. And that kind of routine can get us uh, into a place where we are spiritually unhealthy because that unhealthy routine turns into a rut and we get stuck. We don't know what we're going to do next. We don't know how to get out of it. Let me tell you, that's one of the reasons why we need revival. Amen. Amen. That's one of the reasons why we need a revival. We need a breakthrough. We need a fresh touch. Amen. We need to speak in tongues again. Amen. I, 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 uh, uh, there, are, there are people that like to argue this, and I don't understand why you would argue something about speaking in tongues. You know, well, if you spoke in tongues once, you know, what's the point? Do you have to speak in tongues again? Do I have to speak in tongues every single day? And I always want to just ask the question, you're talking about this most precious gift that God gives us, right? Are we talking about the same thing? Are we talking about the same thing, this most precious gift that only the Lord God of heaven can give us, this powerful, life-changing, empowering gift? Uh, I don't want to get into a, 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 some sort of contest about who speaks in tongues more than who, but I want to speak in tongues as much as I possibly can. Amen? I want, but if you say, well, it's been a while for me, Pastor, well, guess what? This is a good time. Revival is a good time to have a breakthrough. Revival is a good time to pray through in the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues again and be revived and refreshed and renewed in the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. It's not, it's not horrible. It's not like you're a bad person if you say, I need a fresh touch. I need a fresh touch. Let me explain something to you. In the world that we're living in, in the culture that we have to walk around in every day, amen, we need a fresh touch every Wednesday. We need a fresh touch every Sunday. We need a fresh touch every morning. I need a fresh touch all the time. That's why we don't accept dead, dry, boring church. That's why we won't walk in here and just go through the motions because we're living in a dark world and we're trying to be light and salt. And the only way to do that is to be empowered by the Holy Ghost. And we got to keep the Spirit of God stirred up inside of us. Amen. So every once in a while, we just have to acknowledge I need a breakthrough. Amen. I need a breakthrough. I need, I need uh, God to do a reviving in me. And at the same time, there are those who have never experienced God for themselves. Amen. When you actually stop and just think about that, it is, it is desperately sad 
that the experiences that we have in our lives and can, we can have them on a daily basis, we have them on church on a regular basis, those experiences, there are people that live within miles of here that have never felt it. Never felt it. And that is desperately sad. They need a revival. They need somebody to invite them to a revival. They need somebody to tell them about the power of, the, of a revival, the good that can come out of a revival, right? Somebody needs to communicate to them that they're welcome here to come to be a part of Revival Weekend here at Connect Point. Amen. They are alive physically, but they're dead spiritually, and they need a revival. God created humanity, amen, to live an abundant life. They, they need revival. They need awakening. They need to live again. Amen. They need to live again. So we vigorously invite everyone we know to come to these revival services. And I'm going to actually give you a chance to do that before you even leave tonight. We're going to just build that right into the service. And we pray and we fast that each service will reach its full potential in God's plan. You say, what do you want to happen out of this revival, Pastor? I want God's will to be done. I want God's will to be done. Amen. If that means a ton of people get baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost, that's awesome. If it means some get baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost, and other long-time apostolics have breakthroughs that they haven't had in years, awesome. If it means signs, wonders, and miracles, awesome. If it means edification, awesome. I want whatever God wants. That's what we want when we have revival. Whatever God wants to do, we want him to do it. So that's what we're doing when we're praying for revival and we're fasting for revival. We're, we're eliminating just, we're getting our will and all of our agenda out of the way. And we're saying, Lord, whatever you want to do, we're ready to receive it. If you're coming to change me, then change me. If you're coming to stir us up, if you're coming to challenge us, if you're coming to, uh, 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 to you know, just really give us a good talking to, then let's do it. We want whatever you have for us in this revival. Amen. Amen. It's for us and it's for others. It's for us who receive, that have these experiences regularly and those that may experience God for the first time. We're not going to put any limits on God. We come with faith. We come with expectation. We come ready. Please, you don't, you don't have a history of doing this, but I'm, I'm going to say it because I, I feel to say it. Please don't show up Friday and say, okay, now somebody inspire me. I hope the worship is good. Let's see if this guy can preach. Let's see what he'll do. If he does a good job, maybe. Amen. An apostolic church should show up to revival services. If we've got a three-year-old and a keyboard and a toddler preaches the message, we should have a move of God. We should have a spiritual breakthrough. We should show up with so much faith and so much expectation that nobody even has to do anything if, it, if that's not what God wants to do. It should just be like a bomb goes off in the worship service and the Holy Ghost is poured out and signs, wonders, and miracles take place. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to be standing at the front door Friday. 
with a big foam hand slapping people across the face. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Come ready, right? With expectation. Amen. If you're going to pray about something and fast about something, you should expect something to happen. Amen. We're not, like, like I said, we're not just checking off the boxes here, folks. If we're praying about it and fasting about it, we should expect God is going to move. God is going to do something powerful. God is going to do something life-changing, eternity-changing. Amen. We cannot allow doubt to steal that from us. We've got to have faith and expectation. The enemy will always look to mock revival. They'll always look to mock something being revived. Remember Nehemiah? He leads the people to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Their enemy is paying attention in Nehemiah 4. One and two, but it came to pass that when Sanballat heard that we builded the wall, he was wroth. He was angry and he took great indignation and he mocked the Jews. When he heard they were going to revive, rebuild the walls, he mocked them. He got angry and he mocked them and he spake before his brethren in the army of Samaria and said, What do these feeble Jews? Catch that? What are these weakling, good for nothing? This little piddly group, what, what do they think they're going to do? Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned? I mean, look at what he's doing here. Are they going to be able to bring to life the stones out of the heaps of rubbish? And that's not even enough. That are burned? He's trying everything in his power to mock what they're attempting to do so that they don't have faith that it's possible to do it, that God won't be able to do what God sent them there to do. Amen. Amen. We are inviting people to come, and some of them may seem hopeless, and they may even think it's hopeless, but we don't think it's hopeless. And God, sure enough, don't think it's hopeless. They may think there's no reason, no point, nothing's ever going to change. But we don't believe that. We believe in change. We believe in miraculous change. (laughs) Amen. And some situations may look just like a big hot mess, just a big pile of rubbish. But God can and God will revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned. He will do it. Amen. When you're talking to people, have faith that what they need, they're going to receive. Speak with confidence that when they come, God's going to move upon them. They're going to get their answer. They're going to get their miracle. They're going to get their deliverance. God's going to help them with their situation. The psalmist asked the Lord in the 85th Psalm, in the 6th verse, Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? And then how would God do this? The very next verse. Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. What does that mean? The Lord is looking for sins to forgive. You understand that? He's looking for sins to forgive. 
He's not up there saying, I'm so tired of forgiving sin. I'm so tired of these people coming to me. I'm so tired of delivering people. I'm so tired of transforming life. No, he's looking for a repented heart. He's looking for a broken and a contract. He's looking for someone crying out to him. He wants to revive them. He's looking to cleanse somebody in baptism. Don't you know? Don't you know he wants to put his name on someone else's life? Don't you know he wants the devil, amen, to lose another one? He wants to show the devil the devil can't keep God out of their lives. He wants to do it. He's looking for people to fill with his spirit. He's looking for vessels that would be open to receive. Amen. He wants that. He will show mercy and grant salvation. People are in the battle for their souls. They feel on the verge of defeat. They need a revelation that they're not alone. They need a revelation that they're not alone. And I appreciate you being a friend to them. But being a friend to someone and not inviting them to revival is a weird friend. Amen. Amen. Being a friend to someone and not inviting them to the house of God. Not, a, not talking to them about Jesus. Not being a witness to them in some way. That is, that's a weird thing to do. Because that's the greatest thing we have. I mean, you're, 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 we're good people here, but we're not better than him. I'm sure your friendship is valuable, but they've got a friend in Jesus that's more valuable than us. Amen? Amen. You know, I, I, one of the ways I've always thought about it is like this. You know, you, you, you build a relationship with someone, you start to make that connection with them, you know, and if I don't invite them, if I don't tell them about Jesus, if I don't, if I don't at least put that out there, they may say no, they may say no a hundred times, but if I don't at least put that out there, what's going to happen? What are they going to say to me if they come to church, they finally show up to church because I finally invited them a year and a half after knowing them, or they just see it on social media and they show up, oh, hi, and they have this miraculous transformative breakthrough. What are they going to look at me and say? What? You've been keeping this to yourself? You had this the whole time and you didn't tell me about it? You had this freedom? You had this power? You felt this love? You had this family? You had this great church and you didn't tell me about it? I don't ever want to be accused of that. Right. Amen? Amen. Amen. Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. He's looking for people to help. Psalm 138, 7, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. Amen. They are right now in the midst of trouble, and God is going to revive them. He's going to push back their enemies. He's going to save them. There may be people that here tonight that right now are going through difficulty and challenge, and God is going to revive. God is going to push back your enemy. God is going to protect and save. Do you believe that? Amen. Somebody believe that tonight? Amen. Amen. Isaiah 57, 15, and For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Now, this, in this context 
of Isaiah 57, this contrite and humble means crushed and depressed. In this context, it means crushed and depressed. The high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. He says, I want to revive the spirit. I want to revive the heart of the crushed and the depressed. I want to pick them up. I want to get them out of the pit. It's my desire to help them in their struggle. It's my desire. You realize... You realize how faith-filling that is when you get the revelation that this isn't just pa pastor wants to have revival, the leadership wants to have revival, some people like to have revival, but that God wants to have revival, that God wants to pick somebody up, he wants to revive them, he wants to set them free, he wants to transform their life, that's very faith-building. He wants to do it. It's his desire to do it. Amen. Amen. We all know many people who need to be here this entire weekend. We should all want to be here for every service this entire weekend. Amen. This is a house of God. We're going to be having revival. A place of the name of Jesus. Miracles are going to be happening. Amen. I tell people, I tell people look, here's the thing about, about you know, being a part of this church. You can't miss too much. You can't miss, you know, you miss too much and you're going to be, people are going to be talking about all kinds of awesome stuff and you're going to be like, I don't know what's happening. I, I missed something. Kind of like when I was in whatever grade they teach you how to tell time. Oh, I missed it. We went on vacation the week they taught us how to read a clock. And I came back and everybody knew how to read a clock. I didn't know how to read a clock. It was like three years later. You know why? <laughs> because I, I always found a way to get the time if I needed it. I hated, I hated school when I had to fill out a, a hall pass. Because I'd go get a hall pass and they would say fill it out and you had to put the time on there. And I would like position myself somewhere in the room where I couldn't see the clock. And then I would say to one of my friends, hey, I can't see the clock. What time is it? I mean, I didn't want to lie, so I had to position myself where I couldn't see the clock. I did that a lot. I love digital clocks. That was awesome. <laughs> you don't want to miss it. Took me a second to remember what I was even talking about. I started sweating, thinking about filling out that hall pass. Man, just wanted to go to the bathroom. You don't want to miss what God's going to do. You want to be here. You want to see it. You want to experience it for yourself. Amen? You want to experience it for yourself. Let me, let me wrap this up, and then we'll... If my people, which are called by my name, you know it, Second Chronicles 7 shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now mine eyes shall be open and mine ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. I'm going to be paying attention to what happens here. I'm paying attention to what my people are doing. For now have I chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever. <laughs> we know that the church is the church and we know that this building is not the church. But in this moment, 
when the temple of God is being dedicated, God makes a powerful declaration about the house, the church house, the physical place. He says, he's not saying that's the only church, but he's saying there's something powerful. I have chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever. You understand, we're people of the name. We're Jesus' name people. We baptize in Jesus' name. I don't know if there's another church in town. I don't know if there's another church in this region that baptizes in Jesus' name. There might be one. I don't know. Maybe there's a couple. But we're Jesus' name people. We declare the name of Jesus. The name of the one God of heaven and earth is Jesus. That name that every knee is going to bow and every tongue shall confess that he alone is Lord of all. That name is Jesus. Everything we do in word or deed, we do it in the name of the Lord. That name is Jesus. He says, I've sanctified this house. Amen. I've made this a place. It's chosen. My name will be there. And mine eyes, because he's sanctified, because his name is there, my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. Oh, hallelujah. Perpetually. That's why they can feel God at youth group on Thursday night. That's why we felt God powerfully last night, Tuesday night, testimony night at Altar Recovery. They were feeling it. Amen. That's why you can feel God anytime you're in this place because his name is here. And because his name is here, he is there and his eyes and his heart are here. Amen. Amen. Now, you know, in the last several months, we've taken time to focus on, pray about, and sacrificially give to global missions. We've taken time to focus on, preach about, pray about, and sacrificially give to the future expansion here at home. We give, we prepare, we plan, we pray, we do all of that. We do that for others. Amen? We do that for others. I know this revival, I started out by talking about how this revival can be for us too, and I promise you, if you walk into one of these revival services and you walk out and you didn't get anything, you ought to smack yourself across the face. Amen? But we're doing this predominantly for others. They, they, they are the reason for revival. They are the reason for revival. Amen. People who have yet to meet Jesus, souls that are not saved. I believe that we are perfectly positioned. I believe we're placed in the moment. I believe we're in tune spiritually. I believe that we've got unity, that we're hungry for God, that we're willing to do whatever God wants to do. I don't feel like there's any pushback, any resistance. I think people want, amen, what God is doing in these last days in the church, and I think there's a hunger outside of the church. Amen? Amen. Stand with me if you would. We're going to go to prayer for a little bit here. Amen. We're going to go to prayer. Thank you for listening to our podcast this week. We hope you enjoyed this message. Remember, if you would like to find out more information about our church or to contact us, please go online at connectpointupc.com. And also don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app so you will be automatically notified of new episodes. Thank you and we hope you have a great week.